Hello and welcome everyone to episode 72 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. A.K.A. Naughty at 40. <laughs> naughty at 40. He's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny you should mention that. Someone on Discord the other day had just noticed that I'm in the Very Naughty Boys club. I've got my own text colour and everything. What, in Discord? Yeah. That, that's, it's, Discord's too complicated. That's my head in. Giving up on it. <laughs> Let's have a conversation. I just need one route in, one route out. <laughs> Dice Masters, over 70,000 different kind of threads. <laughs> Pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a different way of thinking, my man. It's a different way of thinking. Yeah, not for me. Don't worry about it. I'll carry on doing those smoke signals in the garden. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have to. The pigeons not come back from the last batch. Is it not? Oh, in you know, no. lockdown, I had to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good evening, Mama. Oh, say again, Geordie Racer. Geordie Racer. Oh man, you are the reference machine to the 1980s. Yes, uh, everyone. Well, majority of people listening won't remember Geordie Racer. It was a what was it? It was it was it was in schools. It was like a school TV program. You all got to sit in a room with like a massive wooden TV, <laughs> and they put on this program. And it would be like a series, wouldn't it? It would be educational, but it would have a little storyline to it. And you had Geordie Racer, you had Dark Towers. There's a few of them. There'll be more out there. (laughs) Do you know that? I do. They were knocking around on um, YouTube. I think I saw, I don't know, you know, like when you fall down one of those YouTube black holes. Yeah. Me and my brother-in-law went on a big nightmare mission. Do you remember Nightmare? (laughs) Yeah. Enter Stranger. (laughs) They've got, yeah, someone's gone through all the old episodes and put them up on YouTube. It's amazing. So we were just drinking wine and watching Nightmare. And I, th- I seem to remember Geordie Racer hanging around in, hanging around in there. Look, look and read. It was look and read. Yes, it was look and read. Yeah. Look and read. Yeah. This will go over so many people's heads either because they're too young or they're too foreign. Yeah, possibly. Although I imagine they had equivalent sort of things. <laughs> I can't it imagine that thing, they, had, it? they had some Geordie going about his stotties over in America. <laughs> No, but they'd have had, I don't know, some Texan talking about his oil fields or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. At my school, it was like, yes, yes, children, this is how the northern people talk. <laughs> <laughs> They're proper northerns. They're like northern northerners. Uh, it's anything above Winchester. They guard the wall. <laughs> yeah. The white walkers. <laughs> Teach on his blue horse. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is folks four minutes 10 seconds in still no dice masters chat <laughs> it's, it's been off the dice masters this week let's just do like an hour's just work. talk about, 80s, references, about yeah. 80s stuff <laughs> well uh you say reminiscent about 80s stuff the thread on discord again sorry mate of um sets you'd like to see came back up again and that's definitely a space where your 80s nostalgia comes around a lot. That's like a breeding ground for 80s nostalgia. Is it? Oh, I might like Discord a little bit more then. Yeah, a lot of people talking about, like, wouldn't it be great to have a Transformers set? Wouldn't it be great to have... Someone mentioned Mask the other day. Do you remember Mask? Oh, yeah, I had loads of Mask stuff. Mask Crusaders working overtime. That's, it was Mask yeah. but down the south. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, are you going to make this whole episode about the North South Divide this week? <laughs> Maybe I worked on it. I had a toy that turned like it was like a little old fashioned car that turned into like some kind of battle tank. That's it, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And the little dude, he had like an egg shaped robot that turned into a scooter for him, didn't he? Yes, the little kid. And the dad drove yeah. like an American muscle car that turned into a plane. About Centurions, do you remember them? Centurions, yeah. I remember those. personal favourite. Visionaries. Do you remember the visionaries? Is that the ones where they had the little hologram that you had to heat up on their chest? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember them. (laughs) (laughs) Brave Star. Oh, with the horse. Thundercats, of course. Of course. I love Transformers. From Brave Star. He was dead cool. G.I. Joe. Uh, A good old school Hasbro nostalgia set would definitely definitely be 
super awesome for Dice Masters. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's probably below cheaper than WWE as well. Yeah, probably. Although I suspect somebody owns the rights. or ha- Well, Hasbro will make board games themselves, won't they? So they'll probably own it all. Yeah, true. Although they have just done a deal with My Little Pony stuff at WizKids, haven't they? I say just, it was last year. They've been doing some My Little Pony something or other. Avenues are there, Jimmy. Sort it out. Oh, by the way, six minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, how are you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm good, mate. <laughs> what, have right? up, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded? <laughs> Not a lot, really. Been busy. I ducked out of one big weekend. Yes, you did. You had worky things to do. Yeah, I'm busy. I had to get my computer from work and set things up because it looks like I'll be working from home for the foreseeable future. Also, the team that I was working on was was very good so I, I, I've been it off but looks like everyone had a fantastic time yeah it was I think it went very well in fact um, and one of the things that we'll talk about in a little bit more detail in one of our upcoming segments this episode will be the one big weekend nice. and revisiting our predictions that we made in the last episode but uh, overall broadly speaking yeah I think it went very very well on the day yeah it's nice to give other people a chance to win sometimes you know oh of course yeah absolutely yeah but <laughs> Uh, on the on the on that on that note, in fact, of winning, we should say congratulations to Ian and congratulations to Ben for winning their respective continental brackets. Well done, gents. Well done. Do they get to face off against yeah. each other? Is that how it works? No. So the next step now will be well. I mean, they can if they want to, I suppose. But um, the the next step now is that the top four from the two brackets, so the top four from the US and the top four from the European brackets, will go into uh, an eight man three rounder, I believe. Oh wow! Uh, with a, a a date to be determined. That's kind of over with Arge now. He's he's figuring out his logistics around that. Um, as I've pointed out many times, my involvement really is just a handy administrator. <laughs> well, <laughs> I serve administrative functions. Don't play it down. Um, well, there was very very little very little required. Uh, honestly, uh, everyone was extremely well behaved. Technical issues were solved quickly and efficiently. A lot of players just kind of. You know, if if they couldn't get the Jitsi working, they were just like, do you want to meet in one of the hangout rooms on Dice Coalition? So just met up there and got on with the game. So nothing ended up running late. And do you know what I mean? And even when I had to put a quick chaser on saying, uh, time's coming up, Where have you got, are you getting anywhere, you guys? It would be a matter of minutes later and they'd be messaging back going, yeah, we're all done, here's our result. And so it was all very straightforward for me. So there wasn't any drama? No, I'm afraid not. No, no shady dice shuffling, no cheese and ham toasty shenanigans. It's a bit anticlimactic, though, isn't it? No suspicious drawing off camera. Yeah, no, none of that. It went very smoothly. Oh, well, congratulations, everyone. Yeah, sorry I missed out, but there you go. I did get some games in, though. I got some games in with you. You did? That you put online. That Hope, whatever. In that, Just what, one of them. Hope, what's her face? Hope. Heather. Hope Rachel. What, Hope we, Rachel. what we've been calling the Hopal. Hopal. The Hopal Comble. The Hopal Comble. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Don't, don't, don't play that. That's not very nice at all. Uh, also played some games with uh, Friday Night Clicks man himself, TJ. Shout out to him and his yeah. Twitch channel. Played some games yeah, with absolutely. him before. He, he, he put me to uh, to the test as well, took me to the cleaners uh, in some games earlier on in last week. So, yeah, it was had, had quite a few games. But um, other than that, not much else, to be honest. Still no, bit no. Apex new season started. That's quite good fun. Yeah, my eye back in on that. Uh, I've got a lovely play map. <laughs> you do. That was featured in the video, yeah. the most recent video I posted. I don't think we talked about that on the last episode. It's beautiful. Avengers Endgame themed play map. It's uh, it's nice. Thank you very much to yourself. You're quite quite welcome. And of course, big shout out to Lonnie Dubs. Yeah, for uh, for designing it. It's very very cool. I'm very happy. Yeah. And well, you're quite welcome, man. Well, that's that's about it. I had to, my man cave. I don't know if you watch the YouTube video, you may be aware that my desk is a bit of a dice jungle, but it <laughs> is no more because I've now have to fit three monitors on the desk as well as two PCs, an oversized phone, two keyboards, two mice, uh, and a partridge in a pear tree. So uh, the the dice, the sea of dice is gone. It's looking remarkably clean and tidy you're a you're a man of business now that's it it's a business space <laughs> yeah i'm the wolf the of real the real real life has taken over your nerd life 
bye bye sell sell that's me all day now yeah <laughs> <laughs> well very good i'm glad you accomplished something thank you very much how about you i bet you've been doing loads and yeah i have been doing loads yeah busy busy me um so on the dice masters front uh, uh you've just mentioned the games that i had with your good self and then the one big weekend I didn't play, but I was involved. So that's kind of all my Dice Masters stuff. I've done quite a lot on the YouTube channel. You have. We were. You're like a, a we YouTuber. Were vet- mm, yeah, like proper full style. Well, you know, as I've said to many people, the pandemic makes work for idle hands, and so I've been filling my time with that. Uh, but we were we were generously gifted with a selection of spoiler images uh, from WizKids uh, and asked. With a, well, I proposed an idea and they liked it, so they gave me the, the cards to go along with the idea, basically. And so, whereas traditionally I've done my spoiler review stuff as a kind of written article on the Brit Roller 6 webpage, I had a little go at doing my spoiler reviews, kind of structured around a theme on the YouTube. And that was a lot of fun to do. I had a lot of fun doing that. So, if you're not caught that already, folks, head on over to the YouTube channel and check those out or i've actually put a summary post on brit roller six that includes the videos and the card images that we were given as spoilers but there's some dark phoenix stuff in there which i think some people will find interesting Ooh, exciting well yeah i think so the thing is with spoilers is that uh, historically in the past they've just kind of been oh we've got some spoilers and dump them out there you know what i mean and, and i always used to like to put a bit of commentary around it so if there were some spoilers round and about i'd write a little bit of oh this one's interesting to me because kind of stuff or my top picks i wouldn't go over all the spoilers i'd just pick out the ones that have caught my eye it takes me a while to write those sometimes because you know you'll i go through and i go right i'm going to write about these five and then i end up writing a short paragraph on one spoiler pick a week for five weeks before i get the post out because you know, <laughs> work and kids but during the quarantine times and doing it like a video means you can just get it done poof, you know and I also like the idea of putting it around themes and saying, right, well, what are the control cards? What are the win cons? What are the utility pieces? What fun combos have, have I spotted? And what am I going to be playing with when they come out? So I really enjoyed doing that. And I'd ask people to go and take a look if they're interested. And I'm sure they are. Yes, that's, I'm sure they that's are. That's the point will be listening to this. Yeah. Uh, on the non-Dice Masters front, it, pretty standard two-week lockdown with the kids. We, we fill a bit of time every now and again. Uh, Beastie Bar has remained popular since the, I think I mentioned in the last episode, I just recently bought the expansion, the third expansion for it. Yeah. So we've had that out a few times. And also the Lego Batman card game, the cheap supermarket thing that we picked up, has really taken off. Harrison is obsessed with it. Oh, cool. There's a poster that comes with it with a tit list, so you can tick off all the numbers of the cards. You know when you got them. Oh yeah, and he's and he's gone through and done it proper with like with a little sharpie, ticked them all nice and neat. Which ones he's got, which ones he hasn't, which swaps he has. <laughs> he's he's gone, he's gone all in on nice. it, all in. It's just a shame. It's sad to me really that during these these quarantine times that he's not able to do the old got 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 need on the playground. You know. Yeah. With his mates around this stuff, but that was That's sticker books, wasn't it? Panini sticker books. Yeah, Panini stickers. That's right. Yeah, uh, and I think the generation below us did it with Pokemon cards, and probably still do do it with Pokemon cards. Yeah, the shuffling through. I've got very fond memories of doing that. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's my that's my two weeks. Consider yourself updated. Thank you very much. I considered myself updated. Um, oh, I tell you, I tell you one thing. Oh, I did do what I, I put a I put a blog post on on Wednesday. It was the I've, I've clipped out Arj and Lucan's added value bonus contribution to the global reverse escalation. Oh yes, what so do that, they say? What are they saying? What are they saying? Yeah. So anyone again, if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that was the follow up part to the Global Reverse Galation Rotation Edition. And in it, Arjun Lucan over at Rolling Thunder. As, as always, they like to add a bit of value, give us a little bit of extra spice to what they, they send across. And they put a few extra clips on. We flipped them and we couldn't make out what they were saying. So I've, I've clipped those out of the episode, popped them up on the webpage. Uh, please do go and have a listen. And if you've got any clues or ideas then get in touch and let us know. We've we've got our suspicions, but please do get in touch and let us know. And we'll come back to that ne- next episode, maybe, and yeah. see if anyone guesses correctly. Or I've asked Arge for the answers as to what they were actually trying to say, but um, he's a bit yeah, behind on his correspondence, apparently. 
Well, lockdown, isn't it? He's probably sleeping off the one big weekend. Yeah, he's, he's probably still in the queue for the toilet roll. <laughs> or to break or it's not actually back school to steal it. It's just in Gaelic. Well, that could also be the case. <laughs> that could yeah. be the uh, case. But we'll, we'll we'll leave it open for a bit. Um, I've put the I've put the post up, so go and have a listen and let us know what your best guesses are, folks. Uh, drop it in the comments or get a conversation on Facebook going about it or whatever, um, and then we'll we'll come back to it with Arge's confirmation as to what those statements truly are. Sounds like a plan. There we go. Okay, uh, and now I'm done. Cool. Right. Well, I think it might be time to tell the listeners what they in store for today. Ah, okay then. Yes. Well, as I mentioned uh, a few moments ago, our first segment this week is going to be talking about the one big weekend. But specifically, what we're going to do is we're going to revisit the predictions that we made in last episode around what we believed the kind of top cards were going to be or the win conditions that we were going to see the most of and see, I suppose, how on the button we were or weren't and have a chat about why or why not we might have called that correctly. And now I, um, I so may need reminding on what our predictions were. And what the cards That's were. okay. I got you. I got you. Don't worry about that. Thank you very much. You're quite, quite welcome. Uh, and then our other segment, it, well, it's over to Andy. Uh, he's been in his Q branch again, tinkering around. Uh, it's not a quiz this week, though, is it? No, it's not. It's something very special. Very special. Should we, should uh, yeah, we keep so. it as something exciting or should we spoil it? Well, uh, let's just say it's... Um, it's yeah, groundbreaking. It's a visionary thing. I'm not bigging it up very well. No, but I suppose what I will say is if you enjoyed Andy's Historical Dice Masters expansion, stick around. It's a game changer. Yeah, and um, with all that said and done, that should bring us to the conclusion of the episode. And I'm going to try and keep us under the hour this week if we can. You be. Best laid plans of mice and men. That's never going to happen. We know it's not. Amazing. Uh, and on that note, should we crack on with it then, my good man? Come with me, oh, come with me to Dark Towers. <laughs> on with the next segment then. <laughs> Yes, welcome back, folks. I'm just going into it. I'm just going into it. Yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah. Maybe it's Thursday. No, it's not Thursday. It's only Tuesday. It's not Thursday. Wednesday. Through, through the magic, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Through the magic of radio, you won't know what all, or any of that's all about. But uh, yes, welcome back. So this is the One Big Weekend kind of predictions revisit so in episode 71 andy and i had a little chat about what cards or sort of team themes we we felt we might see at the one big weekend obviously that event has taken place now and we've got all the data thanks to ryan actually over at cr game room he done me a little spreadsheet with all the numbers on it if you're interested actually on the rolling thunder page bodie's done a bit of a write-up using that same data so you can go and take a look for yourselves if you're interested however what we want to do is take a look at our predictions and see did how well did we call it and if we called it well great and talk about why that might be and if we didn't call it so well well that's also great because we'll be able to talk about why we may may have got that wrong cool yeah that was a really long way of just saying we're going to take a look at the predictions and see how well we called it didn't see many insect plagues <laughs> nor any green goliaths <laughs> no, people missing a trick did i tell you that uh alex had been in touch mr mccat has he has he yeah like? he sent me a he sent me a note saying um <laughs> that moment was possibly one of the funniest moments of his highlights of his week just hearing you go why not <laughs> <laughs> and we say well because it's rotated out you're welcome <laughs> oh dear so somebody somebody discerned some pleasure from it <laughs> but let's let's give the high the top line details then so it was i think 20 players over at the u.s 15 players here in the european bracket so 35 players all told all duking it out the two events overlapped so uh, for a period of time there was you know these 35 people were all playing across the world simultaneously which was pretty cool very cool um there, there were definitely some some stand i say standout teams i would say some teams that were popular with people playing in it uh, now, now whether that makes them better or not i, I don't know but they, they certainly proved popular for, for this particular event um but to talk about our predictions the the first one that we called out in last episode uh, th- this was one of mine and i said the drow mercenary the obscure drow mercenary uh, going for a kind of unblockable strategy was going to be a thing and then you sort of threw in the mix well you know like with parasite maxwell jensen for example to bump it up i mentioned the avengers id card combo that we've seen stuart using lately and yeah there was a handful of drow mercenary teams around would you believe it 
Yeah, not not so popular on the US side, but certainly a couple here on the European side. In fact, so much so that uh, an unblockable kind of drought mercenary team went through to the top four in the European bracket, and that was uh, Tama, Mr. Clegg himself. Returning momentarily from uh, Somalia to take part in the <laughs> one big weekend in Europe. We're privileged to have you back, sir. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was interesting. So it was not a super popular team. I would describe it as a handful, maybe a couple, but it was nice to see that one of them went through to the top four, certainly. Although um, one thing of note was, even though Drown Mercenary was on the team, there was also the Awaken Ant-Man, you know, the one that's unblockable when he spins up. Oh, yeah. That's so, still legal, is it? Uh, oh, okay. Yes, it is, yeah, because it's in the Avengers Infinity box set. I know. I'll do a podcast. <laughs> I know my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice you've given me a bleep. That's two bleeps now. Come on, Mr. England. Apologies. I've not spoken Family to anyone thing. for ages. I don't know how my mouth works anymore. <laughs> what are you doing with that fancy phone you installed on Saturday? <laughs> Ignoring it when it rings. <laughs> no, no one knows. Well, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, Drow Mercenary, certainly a popular team. Uh, I, I played around with it a little bit recently. I think one of the things with it is that you have to be really on top of your bag management and your churn. Once once you've done that, that sort of hit, that one hit with it, and it's gone through, you've got to get it back round quick or make sure you settle to buy another one and backfill the space very quickly, Yeah, um, which is one of, one of the kind of key challenges of making it work there. I wouldn't say any of the bands particularly affected it in, in that sense. I just think it's a team that needs some tinkering and working with, but Cleggy certainly had his head around it to take it to the top four. He did. I watched him play as well. He was strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. I taught him everything I know, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad my knowledge yeah, imparted to you has been passed on. He's a fellow elemental. Yeah, good good stop port lad, taking it to the top four. Well done, Cleggy. Proud of you. So I'm the, uh, the Obi-Wan to your Luke Skywalker, to his... Um, What's-her-face? Rue. What's-her-face? Rue? Skywalker. His daughter. Yeah. He's got a daughter? I watched the third one yet. Don't ruin it. <laughs> okay well i think you're referring to ray rue that's it we could say rue here down south <laughs> <laughs> well okay anyway next uh, there are people like literally throwing stuff at their at their speakers right now good work rue rue clegg <laughs> one of the one of the other predictions that we mentioned last episode was the green lantern human that's what we did uh are you okay uh oh. Sorry, I'm fine. I got the giggles. <laughs> okay, well, we, you crack on. I'll talk about the Green Lads of the Human, shall I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's a pretty short bit of commentary on this one. The Green Lantern Human, there was a minimal showing. I think, in fact, if I remember rightly, there was only one team in the US bracket that used the Green Lantern Human and no other teams elsewhere. So, uh, quite a surprise to me. I thought it was a popular card. I can only imagine that the Asker ban was what made that one less popular, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. It's, that Masks, you played it against me once, I can remember that. And um, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, the Masks made it super-duper quick. That Asuka, Oscar, Arushka, super, yeah. super quick. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder if, because of the ban of that card, then people were less, less... Uh, because then, in order to get your five cost Green Lantern, that's when you, you're going to have to start with your your Clayface Creed Captain combo to get your five cost in the second turn. That's two slots then out of your team. The the Creed Captain's a bit kind of you know surplus to requirements beyond that point. So then you've got a dice rattling around that's not even in energy that's of any real use to you because you're trying to focus it around masks. So yeah, I mean. I, I actually can't comment on that because I don't really remember the discussion around it, around that particular card and why it ended up on the ban list. Yeah. I mean, with all things, I mean, if you ban something, it, it changes it all around, makes it fresh. So, you know, it's not a, a bad thing, but I, I liken it to something like Mimic Ramp. You know, yeah. It gives you that kind yeah. of extra boost. But yeah, anyway, back to the back to the story. Sure. Sure, but it certainly, yeah, it certainly impacted on Green Lantern humans. So that that one, um, I didn't call that one right. I thought some people may have still cracked on with it. It's, it's still got a lot of damage capacity as a team, and you know that 
that game effect that the Green Lantern has where he gives the Justice League characters. I, I also wonder, because the Justice League characters, the mass Justice League characters are much more limited now since rotation. You've only really got Zatanna and Plastic Man out of the Justice box set and associated team packs to use with him. Uh, and they're they're not quite as sexy and exciting as say you know Hawk Girl used to be. Yeah, uh, like the whole spin up thing. Yeah. So yeah, Green Lantern was a was a no show really on the day. Sadly. Yeah. However, uh, I've just mentioned it. One of the things that you said we you felt we might see a lot of was Cree Captain and Clayface as your kind of rampy utility globals. And out of the thirty five teams, well, let me tell you this: Clayface had. 13 teams out of the 35 had a clay face on it finger on the pulse me <laughs> yeah so over over a third over a third of the teams were using clay face it's in, quality cards yeah absolutely yeah uh creek captain not quite as much but still still around there was five teams okay um across, across the two brackets so not quite as prevalent but still i think it still illustrates that people are looking for in this current meta, looking for ways and means of ramping reasonably well. And actually also further to that, what we did see a lot of was the third Becky Lynch, the one that wasn't banned, who still carried the prep global. Yeah. Is it the man? You uh, see the one that wasn't banned? I'm pretty sure it's the man. It's the one when she yeah. attacks, you can grab a basic action that's not been purchased and roll it. And if it rolls on your, your action face, you get to do that straight away. So it's like a very, it's like a mini beholder uh yeah yeah that's a nice way of putting it yeah like a mini beholder i like that um but she was on 11 of the teams across the two brackets and i i suspect um although actually i did see a few bought here and there but primarily she she was there for the global so yeah people were definitely sort of struggling around to try and find ways of ramping especially with yawning portal and asker off the list um and a ramp is a bit of a problem there is no big ramp at the minute um, so stuff like Prep Globals, Clayface, Cree Captain were floating around for sure. So I think that prediction, we can give ourselves a little tick for that one. Bing! Yay! Now then, uh, the next prediction on the list, I noted it down. I re-listened to it yeah. on the Google Drive. Yep, I noted it down. It was a great segment. We did good work there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hope Rachel. That must have been yours, right? Yeah, it was Hopal Combo. Hopal I, Combo. I put that one on the list. Well, I think the first thing to point out about Hope Rachel was that uh, that was the win condition that took the top spot. That was Ian's team. Well done, Ian. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that Hope Rachel combo. And, and also, so this is interesting. Uh, I, maybe you've got an idea as to why this might be, or I'd certainly be interested to hear from people as to why they think this might be. The Hope Rachel com- combo Hopal. was on... F- the Hope Hopal combo was on f- five of the US teams. So out of 20, it was on five of the US teams, uh, so a quarter of those teams, but was on none of the European teams. Interesting. Yeah, so nobody in the European bracket went for the Hope Rachel. (laughs) I'm just going to have to say Hopal Comble because it's the only way I can get my tongue around (laughs) it. Um, The Hopal Comble was popular in the US and, in fact, went on to be the winning team for the event, whereas in Europe, not popular at all. It's quick and it's spammy. Americans like quick spammy stuff, don't they? Well, I know you say that, but just to move on to the next one. So what are are the other... uh, The line's going to get a bit blurred now. The structure of this segment's going to fall apart because one of the other predictions that we made in the last episode was that the Booker T, Jerry Lawler globals, the whole force block and then doubling the attack with an alternative beat stick was what we said. And we we mentioned Thanos. uh, We mentioned the other Becky Lynch. That definitely was present and was hugely popular in Europe and in the US. So we definitely saw some Thanos teams with the Booker T. Jerry Lawler global. Mm-hmm. We, Deadpool was the kind of surprise backfill of the beat sticks there. Yeah, strong. Yeah, it is strong. Saw a few of them about um, using his um, his game text. So uh, do, do you remember specifically how this works? I've forgotten. It's um... So if he's blocked, he gets plus three attack yeah. and overcrush. Yes. So, and then you, you you force a blocker. You force a blocker. He attacks. So if he's on three attack, it becomes six, and then you use the double attack from Jerry Lawler to make that twelve. Make it twelve. Yep. And then you've got a twelve overcrusher coming down your your gullet. 
Yeah, and further to that, actually, so the the uh, finalist team that Peter VDV put up, which was a kind of Deadpool-centric team, he was using the Bizarro Global, the attack-defense switcher Bizarro Global, to use Deadpool's big fat ass as a you know more offensive attack stat. Cool. Yeah, but then you get into the whole applied and static stuff, and I, I ain't going down that rabbit hole. Well, okay, fair enough, but that's it was certainly there. So the fact that Booker T and Jerry Lawler are here to stay in uh, Booker T was across nine of the teams. Jerry Lawler was across eight of the teams. There was loads of Deadpools. There was a handful of Thanoses uh, and a couple of other kind of beat sticky stuff. And the fact that Becky Lynch was on a lot of teams for a global meant that people were back filling that sort of beat stick space there too um so it was definitely there and it's definitely one that's going to stay so uh, circling back around you were saying about hope rachel it's kind of spammy and that whole kind of nuclear effect get rid of your whole team and then barge through with your your big attack next turn be more popular in the u.s i'm not sure that is the case because the thanos teams were over here in in europe that was spoken james playing them pair there was a couple of deadpool teams over here tj peter van der Velde, you know so I, I don't know if that's actually the case i don't know if that does explain why rachel hope was more popular over in the u.s meta and not popular at all here in the uk i'll stand corrected it's, mm. it's us Euros that like the uh, the quick and spammy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think so. The thing is with Hope Rachel is that it, it's when it goes off, it's amazing. But I think it's so maybe it's a glass cannon thing. Yeah. We, we don't like the we don't like to gamble as much here in in Europe. I don't think because it's because um, you put Hope out, who copies Rachel, and then in their turn, you knock out something another x-men and it knocks out everyone but hope yeah yeah so what you then have to do is have something that's going to do more damage than hope because hope's like like slapping them with a wet fish she's like what two 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 or one two three she ain't got Uh, one two one two two yeah so it's it's not a unless you can then field something huge or you know a couple of two or three decent statted dice next turn you're going to do a bunch of damage but you might not do the whole lot. Yeah, well, so the thing is there is that uh, what a lot of people do, uh, and this is what I was doing in the game with yourself last week, was to use the Nihilor Global to KO your X-Men character, your X-Men affiliated character and your opponents go, do the Atomic Blast with Rachel, so you then clear their field in their go, ready to roll your stuff back in and and make a dash at it. The problem is, is that it relies so heavily on the Nihilor Global. And one thing that was floating around a lot, one of the... Uh, a couple of popular utility cards that were on a load of teams was the Istrid Horns, both of them, in fact, but the Istrid Horn that locks out a global when she's fielded, uh, and Eddie Guerrero, I Steel, who takes energy when when you attack. So, uh, oh, actually, though, Eddie Guerrero is no use. But Istrid Horns, uh, sorry, Eddie Guerrero is no use in, the spe- in this specific example, but it was around a lot. But Istrid Horn, so there was that risk factor of, well, if your opponent's got an Istrid Horn, they field the Istrid Horn, they lock out your Nihil or Global, you can't do your, your nuclear blast with Rachel, and so you're left floating. Also, what I believe happened a lot, and uh, Troy can speak to this, is people loading up with X-Men on their team so that they've, They've got someone because it doesn't specify your X Man. It's just any X Man affiliated character. So right. people were KOing their own X Men to, and then the Thunderbird was about a lot. The one that brings everyone back if they're KO'd. So I think while Hope Rachel is quite good in the meta right now because you get everything done in the main step and it's good control to keep big beefy attackers coming at you. The beefy attacker players have got the tools in Istrid Horn and Thunderbird and other such examples to um, to come back swinging, you know. And I wonder if in the UK we don't like to take the chance, we're not into glass can- the more glass cannony type stuff, and we'd rather go, well, this is consistent, put my Thanos in the field, he's rock solid. Oh, they've got a static field global, right, I better buy my Istrid horn, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Oh, As opposed to, the, right, just throw it out and boom. Interesting though, isn't it? Because you thought yes, that it the, is very interesting. the metas would be less so much because not only are we obviously you know online and there's lots of games online that you can view and we talk about it on podcasts and we're all quite close as opposed to when we're all in our own stores doing our own thing 
but also even more so now because we're not at shops at all. We're, we're all basically online. So you'd have thought that the meta mm. might have kind of splurged into one big lump of, you know, bard. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's nice to see. It's nice to see a variety of teams, certainly with the uh, yes. restricted carpool that we now have with uh, New Modern. Uh, well, for the time being, and uh, who knows how long it's going to take for these new sets to come, you know, rolling down. Uh, who knows, uh, that, you know, will we, some of this stuff that we were supposed to be seeing this side of 2020 are probably, probably going to be next year now. So, yeah. you know, anyway, that's another conversation for another day. Um, so yeah, I don't know why, but Rachel, very hop- popular in the US, not, not popular in the UK, but the replacement beat stick approach definitely seemed to be popular in the European meta, um, specifically Thanos and Deadpool. But Istrid Horns were about a lot. Eddie Guerrero's were about a lot. Uh, I'll tell you who else was about a lot. Atlas for the Prep Global. Oh, yeah. they, they were everywhere, you know. But the, uh, the surprise hit, really, is Ben's team. He was playing, this has been a card that's been popular with him for some time, the Jubilee, Jubilation Lee. Are you familiar with this one, mate? Is that the one that does damage when you field it or damage when you attack when you attack, that's right, yeah. yeah. So uh, she deals one damage to your opponent for each other attacking bolt character. And she's max die five. So strategically, uh, the idea is to get all five of your Jubilees out and attack with them all at the same time. So each dice, all five of them does four apiece. That's the, like the Nirvana moment with it, you know. Um, and that's the team that Ben, ben took to the top spot there. And he was using a lot of force attack control to keep keep his opponents in check. Can he play a... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So loading up on his Jubilees, get him out in the field, and then you know doing attack, that attack, direct attack. damage attack. Yeah. Uh, so one thing you mentioned in the last episode, actually just talking about a, a direct damage strategy being the big winner, you mentioned about, like, will Venerable Dreadnought be about? Possibly not, because Black Widow Agent yeah. is on the scene. Uh, there were quite a few Black Widow Agents around. Was there any Dreadnought? Uh, only a little bit, really? a little sprinkling. Yeah, a little sprinkling, but Black Widow was definitely floating around. I think even though Green Lantern uh, didn't turn up a great deal, nor Iceman, actually. We didn't mention Iceman last episode. There were a couple of Iceman teams, but not many. People were still, I think, very aware of the fact that direct damage is around. Yeah. You know, Magic Missile is, is not around, though, isn't it? It's that Iceman becomes a lot harder to to use. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so a really interesting kind of day's events. You can definitely see how the ban list affected the team selections, the team choices. Did it achieve the variety of teams that the ban list was intended to? Mm, yeah-ish. There were a lot of repeat cards, but there was also a lot of variety out there. Which can only um, be good. Yeah, absolutely. But it just goes to show kind of when you take just five cards out of the mix, how it shakes things up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mystique won that prevalent then. No, I'm afraid not, mate. I'm sorry to report there wasn't much Mystique about. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. Dis- well, you'll be, you'll be the, the man f- to make the four the four cost Becky Lynch gets banned to discover Mystique. You'll you'll be the one to make that work. I have every faith in you. I don't think so. She got in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, I would have played the hope the hope Rachel combo probably. Hey, strong mate. Had I been playing, yeah, but I probably wouldn't have done so well on the day with the, you know, the resisted horns around and force attacks. I mean, the force attacks a great solution for the hopeful combo because you, know, you can quite happily let a hope through unblocked for one or two attack. Yeah, if you know it's going to keep you field for a turn. Cool. Be interested yeah. to see where it, it progresses from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, keep your eyes and ears to the ground, folks, for information around when the top eight kind of championship takes place i'm sure we'll all be eager to watch that go down and see what happens there and um, but also let us know what your thoughts why any insights you've got as to team choices and why the meta looked the way that it did i think we predicted reasonably accurately we got it all right yeah it doesn't do too bad yeah yeah we've got the booker t jerry lawler is it here to stay there's if you look at some of the spoilers there's a quite a bit of direct damage coming down the pipeline as well is that going to shake it up again you know you know the usual routine get in touch with us head over to facebook.com forward slash ministry of dice just start a post cool. i'd like to give a shout out to friday night clicks 
our man TJ, mm. who uh, streams a lot of the games, his games and the uh, the final games. Also to Ross, who flicked over and uh, and saw afterwards, and he was uh, doing the same with our um, well the one big weekend over in the US. So cool, thank you very much, guys. So we could watch all the games yeah. makes it loads better because I sat down later on in the evening, watched a, watched a few top quality games from around the world. It was nice. There was quite a bit of North American coverage, actually. DM North were streaming oh, and really? uh, CR Game Room, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. I, I saw Ross because it pops up on my computer when he's doing stuff. Sure, sure. because he hit the notification bell. Yeah, I must have done. He's yeah. handsome, and he? he's lovely teeth. Lovely teeth, yeah, all-American boy. Anyway. Like Hollywood good looks. Actually, that makes me not like him as much anymore. <laughs> Going off him fast. Yeah, with, just with, dream with them. <laughs> with my lockdown haircut, mate, I look like I should. <laughs> I'm not. I've not got Hollywood good looks. Tell you that. No, no. But before and after the haircut. And on that note, we'll wrap that one up there. On to the next segment. <laughs> okay, then, folks, welcome back. And this next segment now, I'm going to hand over to Mr. England here. Hello. He's been away in his Q. Hello. A bit away in his Q bench, tinkering away. And from what I understand, because you asked for it, because you demanded it, because you need it, Andy has been creating cards once again. Yes, after the global success of historical <laughs> figures, Dice Masters, if only if only we could have agreed that contract with WizKids, but uh, alas, they wouldn't pay us what we wanted. And the <laughs> mediocre success of not historical figures, Dice Masters, which was a, uh, a poor sequel, <laughs> we've got another go, which is the Lockdown Dice Masters basic action set. <laughs> Okay. So this is a basic action set themed about all the stuff we're going through at the moment. Right, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and how many have you prepared? One, I think it's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, eight. So like an actual eight, because it's eight in a thingy, in it? Campaign box? Uh, I think it's ten, actually. But no worries if you've done eight. Well, yeah, two of them are always a bit rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so we did one with it. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Okay, well, uh, let's let's see what you've got then. So right. what, what are you going to do? Just uh, kind of read them out and... Yeah, so you've not gone through these yet. So I'll go through them with you. I have not, you no. Think. Uh, they may, might need a bit of tweaking. One of them's got a hell of a lot of text now I'm scrolling through. And no <laughs> doubt, I have no doubt in my mind, after historical figures, Dice Masters especially, that there will be those people out there who will not be able to help themselves from the grammatical corrections. So if, <laughs> if you feel feel that you need to, can do me a favour and not bother. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> so first one is called Lockdown Subtitle Basic Action Card. It's the same subtitle for all of them. So this is a five cost. Okay. It's got a familiar text that you may, you know, you, you may recognise, but with a little bit of a twist. Um, okay. So... This die captures any number of opposing characters with a total fielding cost of uh, two or less until the start of your next turn. Until the start of your next turn? So basically it's imprisoned, but it's a five cost and it only lasts until the start of your next turn, which I think might balance it. Okay, yeah. That That's a much more seriously thought through card than I was <laughs> expecting. <laughs> it's one of those things that we style it up as a joke and then you... you you have a bit more time on your hands and, and you accidentally get into it a bit more. So, so yeah, so lockdown, imprisoned, but mini. Uh, okay. And I think Fair it, enough. <laughs> it envisions that whole kind of, you know, you're locked down in your house. Um, yeah. So that's the first one. Card number two. Now I made this one up myself and it's called social distancing because we all need to do a bit <laughs> of social distancing. Um, yeah. It's a three cost. And it is continuous. Right. And this has got a, quite a bit more text than probably feel on a card. But uh, Players may only buy one dice per turn. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. <laughs> players can pay one life to ignore this effect. Can pay one life. <laughs> players <laughs> may only use one action dice per turn. Players can right. pay one life to ignore this effect. Sure. Players may only field one dice per turn. Players can pay one life to ignore this effect. 
and then the owner right. pair can cancel this effect by moving this die to the use pile when they could use a global. Okay, so kind of reflective of your, your six feet apart thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, you know, if you're foolish enough to flaunt the social distancing, then you could get hurt. You will, yeah. Which is highly appropriate. I know, right? Yeah, I highly like appropriate. Put some thought into it and stuff. Um, Absolutely, I'm. I'm actually dumbfounded. <laughs> I was expecting like uh, some sort of com- uh, a little comedy segment to finish off the episode this week, and you've actually made some legitimate, <laughs> well, some legitimate. I don't know what to do with myself now. Uh, let's, let's let's see how we get on with the rest of them. So that's the first. Two. All right. The next one is called New Normal. Again, it's a basic action card, and it is a two cost. Uh, and the, this is move a die from your reserve pool to the prep area. This can be either yours or your opponent's. So it's the new normal. New normal. Move a die from you. So you're kind of delaying it for a turn. It's the new normal. Everyone, oh, everything's I a little see, bit delayed. Because everything's delayed. Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It is, and you can it's do it true. to your opponent as well. Because I like to polymorph, and you can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> cool. and that's a two cost, so you could proper rattle that around like misdirection or something. Yeah, that, that's that'd be good in the in a Becky Lynch prep global meta. Yeah. Why? Hang on, read this to me again. Move a die from the reserve pool to the prep area. This yeah, it's okay. Don't matter. Of... Your opponents. So you could yeah. you could get rid of like that mask that's going to static field. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, that they'd get I got it, it the wrong turn. way around. Um, cool. Right, next I'm one. Sure, I'm this, this, this. Sorry. Um, okay, so homeschooling is the next one. We're all getting our heads around that one. It's a three cost, and this is for every two different characters in the field zone, not including sidekicks. Means that each sidekick dice gets plus one attack and plus one defense until the end of turn. <laughs> I feel like you are vastly overestimating the quality of homeschooling that's going on across the world right now. <laughs> that's why it's that for every two characters. Um, every two. The standard of homeschooling that's taking place in this household definitely wouldn't give a plus one plus one buff. <laughs> <laughs> Have yours got like stuff sent over so they do each day from the school? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my kids clocked, and they, this is what they did this week. They went, if we get it all done on Monday and Tuesday, can we just not do anything for the rest of the week? And I was like, yeah, that's that's a, a solid theory behind that. Go on, crack on. So they got everything <laughs> done by Wednesday, and then they've just been bumming around the house. Um, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> anyway, tangent. Fair play. Tangent there. <laughs> cool. So that's, that's another one. Let's just say not doing too badly. Let's, let's see what you think of the next one. This one is Key Worker. Key Worker, okay. So it's a four cost. This one I kind of robbed a bit. Uh, And this one is target character die is considered level three. Attack and defense values, fielding costs, burst face, etc. And unblockable until the end of turn. So it's like, um, oh, balls. It's the one that makes them level one and unblockable. Uh, yeah, it's got Daredevil on the picture. I'm blanking on it myself now. Oh, I've got it. I've got it on me, actually. So I had to grab it to find it. It is called uh, Under Surveillance. Under Surveillance. Sorry. Rattle, rattle. It so it's Under Surveillance, but it costs one more, and then you could be a level three. Yeah, wow. And that is reflective special. of... Yeah, because they're awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, next one, stay alert. So, <laughs> because we should all be staying alert. Yes, absolutely. That's this is the way to defeat the virus is to stay alert. Stay alert. It's a six cost. You like this one? Your opponent cannot attack on their following turn. It's got global. <laughs> that- it's got global as well. <laughs> Pay shield, shield. Target character die gets minus two attack. Six cost. Six cost. Yeah, but your opponent can't attack you the next turn. They they don't get an attack step. Well. Sure, I do like that. How's that? I don't get how that's staying alert. Because you're because alert. I'm talking and diving so in. Yeah. They don't even get the chance to attack you. <laughs> I do like that. I'm not sure I could pay six for it though. No, 
you could attack with a Becky Lynch and roll it, couldn't you? Anyway, so that's that one. Uh, I thought it needed to be high because you're taking away stuff from your opponent. I don't know. What do you think, listeners? But only nice stuff. Don't bother if you're going to be harsh. Um, Supermarket (laughs) Q is the next one. And this is a forecast. And this reads, KO the second and any subsequent copies of any dice in both field zones, including psychics. (laughs) The second. (laughs) Because only one person could go into a supermarket at a time from each household. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so I went to Sainsbury's the other week, and this guy was having a massive row with the security guard because he wanted to go in with his wife, and it's like, mate, just leave it. But anyway, so why, why not just one of them go in? Why has he got a problem with that? I don't know. Anyway, people are strange. People are strange, but yeah. So if you've got two characters in the field zone of the same, well, two dice from the same character, both field zones knocking it out, including sidekicks. It's a forecast. Decent. Hmm. And then the last one to finish off this beautiful segment is called the <laughs> Thursday Night Clap. <laughs> okay. Which will make uh, no sense, I'm sure, to our, uh, our listeners outside of the UK. But in the UK, at Thursday, at 8 o'clock, we all stand outside. It's very British. So bloody British. <laughs> stand on our doorsteps, and we, we applaud for two minutes the NHS. And it's a lovely sentiment, uh, but it is very, very British. So the Thursday night clap is a two-cost. And it reads, you may only attack with one die. You may add the combined attack values of all other characters in your field zone to the attacking die. At the end of your turn... Move all non-attacking dice to your use pile. Whoa, yowzers! I mean, that could be epic, but also, also not. Yeah, so it's kind you'd of have to very specifically build around that balance, isn't it? It's only two costs. You can get it cheap. You could potentially get a big bertha. You know, they'd have to have some form of overcrush or unblockable aspect to it, and then everything <laughs> yeah, else yeah. goes into that one. But then all your field is basically screwed. Because they all go back inside to watch Gogglebox. <laughs> exactly. So they give all their <laughs> clapping powers to the one NHS or key worker that goes through for the attack. I have spent five for, Just for two minutes a week. Uh, and then they all go back inside again to uh, do the uh, um, but <laughs> the pub quiz, the virtual pub quiz. For the, yes, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there we are then. Yeah, there, but- there's your... There's your, you really have sat down and put some thought into that. Put a bit of thought in. What do you think? Well, I, I, I suppose I'm just a little bit taken aback because I was expecting more tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. Like comedy cards. Uh, like Tiger King box set binge and, I don't know, <laughs> awkward Zoom moments. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, something along those lines. And you've actually genuinely and legitimately created a a set of lockdown-themed basic action cards. I'm here if you need me, Jimmy. Just saying. <laughs> oh, is that what this is about, is it? <laughs> it's like it's a massive, long job interview. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> kept me out of this small room that I've been left in for those hours. <laughs> well... Um, I, I applaud the creative effort. Thank you very much. I, it's, I just was not quite what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's uh, time to open it up for listener feedback time, I suppose. Yeah. Yes. In is. in the absence of the in the absence of the card generator, are you going to be able to create these for a, for people to peruse? I'll have a go. I'll have a look. I might need some help, but if I do, I know, man. Yeah, well, you know, custom created gear is the is the new way to bling your game. I made my own dice mat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about the dice mat that you designed. <laughs> in fact, we can't talk about it. There's no way to really to really illustrate, describe how beautiful it is. Describe it, yeah. And there's no way we could post it publicly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Yes, listeners, please, uh, feedback on Andy's basic actions, uh, his lockdown themed basic actions. Will they make a fine addition to the historical figures Dice Masters set? Are they too cheap, too expensive? Are the game text too powerful? Let us know. You know where to find us. 
head on over to facebook.com forward slash the ministry of dice or drop us a tweet at britroller mr six email us at andy or chris at britroller six.com yeah <laughs> not the other one well, not the other one yeah or even just post a comment in the blog post where we've posted this episode yeah. let us know all right well uh well done Thank you very much. Time well spent, Mr. England. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we'll wrap that one up there. And I think it's on to the outro now, isn't it? It is. It is. All right. Bye. Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. Hmm. A few final notes before we wrap up. Don't forget, folks, that we're currently running our annual Ministry of Dice fundraiser. The button on a blogathon. Yeah, if you want to get into that raffle, there's some good prizes. Then uh, you've still got time. Yes, yeah, we're wrapping that one up on. Uh, did we say the sixth of June? I think we said the sixth of June, I can't didn't remember. we? Remember, I think so. Yeah, it was about a month on it. Sounds about right. Uh, no, the third, third of June. We said third of June. Yeah. So you got a little bit um, of time. When's this going to be going out? This will be going out on the. I've got next week off on a, a holiday, do you know? So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's school, kids' school holiday, isn't it? Yeah, 25th. So uh, you'll be listening to it. We should have been at the Games Expo next weekend. Oh, don't. That's sad. Yeah. I'll be still asleep yeah. when you listen to this, my friends, if you listen to it on a Monday morning. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, head on over to BritRoller6.com, uh, hunt out the button on a blogathon, take a look at the prizes. We've got some tremendous uh, sketch artwork from Stuart in there. We've got uh, an Eric Lang autograph playmat. We've got a set of, uh, we've hit the threshold, so we've got a set of golden sidekick dice Ooh. that you, you you could only get at Euros or Worlds last year, uh, along with lots of kind of MOD extra bits and bats in there don't forget also that we do have a very clear front runner on the highest donator right now oh do we how exciting yeah let's not um, give away however, how much it is so that people like send us loads of money yes absolutely um but uh, if you want a chance to uh, win the the special mod request prize where we'll just i don't know we'll discuss something with you and figure it out then not any request let's get that right Oh, no, I did. I don't know if you read the blog post. I did mention that you put the PVC on for them if they wanted. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I just didn't want to get any <laughs> any further down that road. Right, okay, yeah, fair, fair. So don't forget about that. Um, the, speaking <laughs> of the UK Games Expo, Bring out the, um, <laughs> the Gimp's sleeping. <laughs> well, I guess you're just going to have to you? go wake him up now. <laughs> um the UK Games Expo, yeah, it would have been this weekend. Then it got pushed back to August. The August weekend's been cancelled as well. So anyone out there um, who, who who isn't aware, the MOD PDM that was set to take place at the UK Games Expo won't be taking place. However, uh, UK Games Expo have reached out and uh, opened up uh, some discussion around doing an online version of that event. So keep your eyes and ears open for more information on that front. And also don't forget our third birthday's coming up in July. So That's keep- coming up quick, isn't it? Yes, it is, absolutely. So keep your eyes and ears open for all sorts of fun and exciting things we've got planned to take place for that. And probably the best place to stay on top of that would be to go and give us a follow on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice, because that's where we post most of our updates, really, isn't it? It is. And if you're in that kind of mood, you could go over to www.youtube.com forward slash the ministry of dice and you can like our channel after you've done that you go on to itunes you go on to review you can review our, our <laughs> podcast give it a five star once you've done that how about you go to britroller6.com yes that's britroller6.com where you could uh, read all these great articles and leave loads of comments and then you can click a little donate button at the bottom and enter into the raffle oh tired yeah after all do that. that yeah do that absolutely or we're omnipresent Or you could just not and just listen to us every other week. That's fine too. (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. I've been Chris, otherwise known as the True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Clean Desk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a well-prepared a.k.a. this week. (laughs) It was. I looked around, I saw a clean desk. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-ra now, folks. Bye. (laughs)
Yeah, it will be. Although, I'm just trying to think, we've got any outtake content in there? <laughs> I don't know. I'll dig something out. Okay. Let's do one now. Hold on a sec. Oh, let me get out of my chair. Oh, falling over. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Hilarity. Ow. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, Andy, have you fallen over? Had I better ring 999 and get someone to <laughs> Find an ambulance. My legs fall over. Find an ambulance. Well, we could always sing a song. <laughs>